that lets you save fragrance actually can that one word ingredient contain can contain up to about a thousand ingredients Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. We're super excited to have another brand new guest on here with us. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nadine. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. It is our pleasure. All right, so we got lots to talk about today. Super excited to get into this interview, but I always like to give our audience a chance to resonate with the guest a little bit. So would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, um, I am an author and a botanical formulator. I've been uh, formulating beautiful organic skincare and organic oral care and uh, hair care and perfumes and all that beautiful stuff for over 20 years. And I am the author of Renegade Beauty, which is like a really awesome beauty Bible and Holistic Dental Care, which is a whole book on how we can help and how we can take care of our gums and teeth on a daily basis. Like, what do we do in between all the visits to the dentist? That's fantastic. How did you get into this? Uh, I really was about 18 uh, off at university. I mean, I dabbled a lot with like mixing, you know, just the cosmetics in my bathroom and made even like a, a perfume in grade nine for a science fair project. I recreated Lair de Tonne. So I had all that kind of percolating. And then in university, I just really started to understand like what I was eating, what was in the labels, like what, you know, where really food came from. And it was just a short kind of couple months that then brought me to understand, like looking at my skincare labels, realizing that, you know, what I thought was natural wasn't that the you know, fuzzy peach bath oil had never been in peach, that there was no cucumber in the face toner, that kind of stuff. And so it was just this really awesome moment where I was like, oh my God, I, I get to mix my own stuff now because I'm not, you know, you can't buy the kind of purity. And then I just really dove into like, you know, the making of everything, but also the ingredients. I mean, that was just the most fascinating thing to you know, find ingredients that weren't in Canada at the time or to read about ancient um, extracts or perfumes and, and recreating those formulas and then just really kind of scouring the earth and finding out those best distillers, the artisan distillers, like who's making the best rosado, sandalwood, all that gorgeous stuff. So then I started to import all these beautiful ingredients and formulate and then I opened up North America's first full, full concept aromatherapy store when I was 22. Wow, that's pretty cool. Where did this start from? Where did this originate? Uh, Ontario, Canada. Okay. That's where I'm from. And is that what you mean? Yeah. Like where I'm from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my store was in Toronto. Okay. On, uh, on Queen Street, which is kind of like our, our version of Soho. 
kind of like a hip area. So that was super fun. And I, you know, I met so many amazing people and, uh, we would do custom blended perfumes and scents at the scent bar. We had over a hundred essential oils that, you know, we would sell by the drop or, you know, by the bottle and it was all my formulations and stuff. So that was a really neat time. Okay. So where was the idea of the natural? Why were you like, Oh, this is conventional stuff. Everyone's using and taking it. And then where did the mindset come from? Well, maybe this isn't the cleanest products. I'm going to do something different. Well, yeah. So as I went, kind of came to it all through food. And then I got this really amazing book that really like, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about like reading all the labels at the supermarket. And that was like, this is early nineties. This is so educational. We didn't have those kind of discussions. We didn't know that what we were eating was connected to our health and our and the environment. I mean, I'm sure somebody knew, but that knowledge was just coming out, right? We were just, oh my God, we got to recycle. Oh my God, you know, let's not get a plastic bag when we get our groceries. So that was all just coming in. And I was really seeing sort of the fallacy of the supermarket and the food ingredients and like, you know, brown sugar was white sugar with molasses or just all these sort of tricks of the trade. And then really taking that knowledge to dissecting the ingredients on the beauty care products. And since I'd had that bit of taste of history about where perfumes actually had originated from uh, in creating that project in grade nine, you know, I just realized I don't want to eat that stuff. And looking at the ingredients on the body care, like, why would I ever want to be putting that onto my skin and body? And then it was just fantastic because I was like, oh, my God, now I get a mix with purpose and passion. Like now I have a whole reason to be making my own body care because it doesn't exist. Okay, so isn't fragrance one of those like hidden kind of like uh yeah msg there's like a <laughs> four million different things it could be <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah it is kind of like the uh the skincare version of the msg so yes when you see fragrance on a label and this is like ingredients in our food so if you've got a can of soup and it says cheese for example you know there's going to be like five other ingredients that aren't on that label and that's kind of the stuff I was learning. So yeah, fragrance actually can, that one word ingredient contain, can contain up to about a thousand ingredients. Wow. That's crazy. Crazy. You know, And they are pretty ingredients. <laughs> well, you know what is interesting is that I've been sensitive to the different, like the toxic types of smells for as long as I can remember. I just never really thought much about it because everyone does it or did it. Yeah. So if I wor- walk by one of those, well, in the grocery store, for sure, I don't even walk down that aisle anymore. But if you walk by the soap or laundry, I oh, would, yeah. I would in- instantly get n- a bit nasally. And then if I walk by someone that has like really strong perfume or if you, oh, go, yeah. you go by the mall and it's like, I don't know, bath, body, whatever <sighs> it is. And I walk by those places, I get this instant headache, like in the back of my head. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? <laughs> Totally. Me too. Actually, I get it on my, like above my nose. Yeah. And it's actually one of the ways where I, I'll smell raw materials coming in, right? It's just always like this, like alarm will go off there. And that's what started happening once I sort of like, you know, as an 18, 19, 20. And I think I could smell those perfumes and stuff before, but just like you, I like, you know, well, A, I don't go, <laughs> none of us are really going out right now, but yeah, I haven't gone down like a, a laundry detergent aisle in like a couple of decades because it's just so heinous, which is why I, which is why I love having long hair because I'll just put it over my nose you know, <laughs> in those moments. So I need to grow up my hair, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah or just kind of like have a collar or a neck you can 
bury your face into. Okay, so tell me about, I'm interested in the oral care. Tell me where this, <laughs> it just, just was it just a natural progression for you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, so like I'm in my early 20s and I'm understanding now like, you know, new ways to, you know, bathe and beautify and all that fun stuff. And then I'm also learning like a whole bunch of stuff like where just, you know, with all the minor things that can happen, like a headache, a stomach ache or whatever, just like totally understanding like a whole different relationship to the body and that there are very simple things to do. Or even that maybe acne or congestion or blackheads on somebody's skin could actually be coming from con uh, constipation and that kind of congestion. Or maybe that's where the headache's coming from. So I just really started understanding the body in a whole other fun way, in a way that makes sense rather than just that classic North American kid, you're in a family, you go to the doctor once a year or whatever, and that's your relationship to your body and how it works. And it's very, you know, that really needed freshening up. I think all of us needed a new relationship on how we're going to care for our body. Um, so with the teeth thing, I was finding a gap in that information or maybe only like information on mercury, but like, what do we do every day? And you know, how do we actually prevent cavities? And at the time, you know, obviously you're in your twenties, you're not on your family dental care, you're a young entrepreneur, you're not prioritizing the thousand dollar sort of dentist visits. So there was a little bit of neglect there, but I finally found a uh, holistic dentist. I knew to find that again, this is back in the nineties. Um, the dentist wasn't that holistic, but the hygienist was, and I had the beginning of a cavity and she was like, well, just go home, make some kind of concoction with all your stuff. Uh, we knew each, she knew that I formulated and stuff. So I didn't even, and then she's like, and we'll take an x-ray like in six months, come back and we'll see how it's progressed or gotten better. And I, I didn't even know that like you could give teeth a chance like that. You know, that was like the first time where it was like, well, you can maybe do some stuff at home and get a result. That was like, just that alone was like mind blowing. And so I did, and I made a concoction, which is now our, which was the start of the happy gumdrops formula, which is just an all-time bestseller for people's teeth and gums. It's uh, You can take one drop and glide it along floss and get those great sort of botanical biotics up in the up in the gums. It's very good at um, rejuvenating the gum tissue. And it's also antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral. So one drop like can replace toothpaste, or you can add a pinch of baking soda to that. And we also have a line of toothpaste and all that. But the happy gum drops was the start of it all. And I can't, went back and the beginning of the cavity had cleared up. So that was really fascinating to experiment with and to witness. Um, but I was still finding just a big gap in the, in the daily care of our teeth and the ingredients that we were, you know, so you could have somebody successfully doing all the proper stuff with their crest, you know, for 10 years and still go to the dentist and not get good checkups. Um, so, you know, we kind of had to get to the bottom of that. And I really did a deep dive in some dent in really researching dental history and dentistry. And, um, there's so many solutions and there's so much that we can do on a day-to-day -day level. Um, so if at that time, I also developed these eight steps that anybody can do. And if you really focus on them for like three to six months, doing them twice a day, it can really help turn around your mouth and just get like your dental visits being a lot better, perhaps less expensive. And, um, it's a really good thing to focus on right now too, because a lot of us can't get to the dentist. Okay. I want to hear about your eight steps, but can you, do you feel like commenting on fluoride? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do in my book, I like 
I can go through and give all the scientific, sorry, scientific references, but the side effects are, are really, it, it, it simply put, what it seems to do is it, it really kind of flips the switch on a main enzyme in the body, and it seems to stiffen tissue and skin cells, like the skin connective tissue realm, and then it seems to soften bones. And, and then, yeah, and then there's a, a number of side effects from like arthritis to infertility and all that kind of stuff. And why do you, so I've done a bit of my own research, but why do you think that, why is it in the water, for example, or why do they put it in toothpaste? Like it doesn't really, I don't understand. Because they say it's supposed to help clean your teeth is one of the studies I found? Um, I haven't brushed up on like the studies for a while because I just, I know that it's not something that I want. And then I looked at the side effects and the research at that end and just like feeling like it's a big no. So the other history of it, I'm a little uh, rusty on, so to speak. But I mean, you know, it is a mineral. It's like it's in, it's biologically found in food and you know what I mean? But we don't, I don't think we need to add it to our water systems. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can we go through your eight steps? Yes. So, um, the first step is like you get a Mason jar in your, you can just get a Mason jar, fill it with water, and then you can add like a tablespoon of sea salt or baking soda or a little bit of both. And it doesn't, you don't have to measure exactly, you know, you can just put it, you know, it's just a thing you're going to have in your bathroom and maybe some shot glasses for the family. And then that's the first step. You're going to take a swig of that and you're going to swish it in your mouth and you're going to alkalinize and you're going to get the whole environment ready. And then the next step is just using a manual toothbrush. And um, again, obviously I've created these awesome dental products and you can use those, but I also like to just say any of these steps can also be done with baking soda. If you ditch whatever you're using right now and you just use baking soda for the rest of your life, you're going to be far, far better off than using those products that have aspartame, sodium lauryl sulfate, triclosan, and, you know, all these other ingredients that really help the mouth, uh, you know, do things like have receding and bleeding gums. And then when you have bleeding and receding gums, and that's just opening the pathway for the ingredients like the triclosan and the sodium lauryl sulfate to go into the bloodstream. So um, just know that things like classic ingredients like sea salt, baking soda, you know, will just take care of your teeth for the rest of your life if you want. It can be that simple. Okay, so are we doing this every day? Yes. So you're doing the eight steps every day, twice a day. So you're going to brush with baking soda or like one of our toothpaste. And then you and the key thing is to go from gums to teeth. So you're not going up and down, back and forth. You're going from the gum towards the tooth. So on the bottom row, that's the gum up. And on the top row, it's gum down. So it's a bit of retraining with the wrist. And your bristles should, six months from the start of your brushing with that toothbrush, should look the exact same. If they're splayed in any way, you're brushing too hard. And every human, no matter how strong they are or whatever they feel they need for the, you, everybody needs a soft headed toothbrush. Uh, I think I brush it, too hard. My, my yeah. toothbrush is always frayed. <laughs> yeah. So there's like, that's going to be so good because we've really got to care for our gums and the, the area where the gum and the tooth meet, that's the sulca. And that is the place of all the vulnerability. Sensitive teeth is often an issue of a gum recession. When our gums are receding, that enamel that gets exposed at the gum line is not the same as the other enamel. It's weaker. 
And then you can often see issues starting at those gum lines, including gum line cavities. Mm. And so you really want to care for that area. You want to have the gums be like little turtlenecks around the teeth, not starting a journey towards being like a cowl neck or a V-neck. We also have these little dental syringes, which are blunt tipped. And uh, you can put our dental serums in there or a 3% hydrogen peroxide solution or your salt water baking soda solution. And then you can, it's like kind of like a micro, micro water pick in a way, but because it's finer, you can really start to flush out those, that gum line and get some of the matter that might be in there away so that the gum line can come back down and you really want to work on those gum pockets. If you've ever been to the dentist and they're like, oh, your gum pockets are like really, if it's anything above a one, two or three, you're getting into the zone where you got to start really caring for that area of your mouth. Okay. So number one is to do the salt and the... To do the swishing. Baking soda. Yeah. With salt or baking soda. Then we've got the gum brushing, which of course you're going to hit, you know, your teeth are a part of that, but that's the manual brush. And then take an electric toothbrush. And after a few years of development, we actually finally have our EMF-free, amazingly angled uh, uh, electric toothbrush. So that's fun that we have that now but i also I, if you're just going to go to any drugstore just i usually recommend like a 25 dollars sort of oral b if that's you know if that's where the route you're going to go and they have the round heads and then that's just really good for getting behind the gum line and stuff so with that part with the electric brush you're really focusing on polishing the teeth and the, um then you're going to floss Oh, I think I forgot the tongue scraping. That actually might be step two. Then we're moving down. I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then we're going to move to the floss and you're going to take like one drop of that dental serum if you have it, or you could even take like one drop of tea tree oil because that's okay to use undiluted in the mouth. And then you're going to floss and then you're going to do it again. And you're going to see why the second time, why you've done it twice. And then what's just awesome though is really getting those dental serums up into the spaces in between the teeth. So tell and, me, sorry. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm just curious about flossing. So why do you hear, I hear once in a while that you shouldn't floss. Is, is that a thing? For sure. That's a thing. Well, I also feel like we're also in the age now where every side of everything is a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't eat eggs, eat eggs. Milk is good. Milk isn't good. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Eat squash, don't eat squash. Squash <laughs> have lectins. I mean, we can find it everywhere. So that being said, some people, if their mouth is in order and their gums are just like kind of a bleeding situation daily, the flossing could be aggravating things mm. more. And, and then you don't, you know, you don't want to be re causing your mouth to bleed every day. So, but to me, that's like not to avoid flossing. That's like, Hey, the gums are like too spongy and weak. So I would want to be, you know, obviously doing the eight steps. I mean, people's gums, like there's, you know, getting the pockets back down is a bit of work, but kind of getting the gums like not bleeding and less sort of spongy can really, cause it's, it's a very, um, it's a quick to heal area because it's only one cell thick. So, um, you know, just really working on the gums, people's gums can turn around, um, from the bleeding in sometimes 48 hours of just use, use, doing those steps and getting rid of the harmful ingredients. Well, you know what I noticed is that I like to floss regularly. I'd like to think I do, but yeah. <laughs> when I forget for a week or two, and then I go back to flossing, my gums bleed. But then after 
I do it for a, consistently for a few days, they stop. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Now, some people don't have that. I mean, hopefully that's happening now. I'm so excited though for you. Cause we're going to make sure you get some dental serum and then it's going to, you're going to like love flossing even more. You're going to be <laughs> awesome. like, why have I not been doing this for the past <laughs> few decades? <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So, and then just one quick question oh, yeah, so about the floss. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. You go ahead. Is there a certain type of floss that you'd recommend or one that you recommend to stay away from or it doesn't matter? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely into like, don't get the petroleum waxed situation from the drugstore. <laughs> right. So we don't need that, but we, and we actually have, we have a, on our site, we have, we've made a beautiful silk floss that's infused with wintergreen. And for those that uh, don't want to have silk, we've got a nylon, no, sorry, the nylon floss is infused with wintergreen. Silk floss is infused with our, our peppermint and frankincense. It's a frankincense floss. And then we also have a beautiful thread on the Dr. Tongue's floss. So I think we have like five, three of the best flosses out there. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for that. And then, and then, I, then the other steps, yeah, what are the other steps? Then there's uh, rinsing again. Just because now you've done all your work, you rinse, and then you can oil pull for a few minutes. That is so good for gums and teeth whitening. It's it's incredible. I have an article and recipes on the site, but you can always just take olive oil, sesame oil, or coconut oil, and just like a teaspoon, and you're swishing it in your mouth for 15 minutes and then spitting it out. So you can obviously wander around the house and do other things. And that being said, that's the basic. And then you can even upgrade that. You can throw in a probiotic, some charcoal, a drop of peppermint or tea tree. I have a few recipes in my book. And then also, um, we make a beautiful swishing serum, uh, which is with our hat. It's a happy gumdrop swishing serum, and we infuse in it uh, probiotics and CoQ10 and that kind of stuff. And I have also some recipes for tooth butter cups, which are these things that you can make pre-ready for the family. <laughs> That's <laughs> lots awesome. Of fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> okay, so I got to ask you, I do oil pulling for about 10 minutes with coconut oil. Awesome. And but but <laughs> then I read that 15 20 minutes and by 10 minutes I'm like my jaw is sore and my you know my cheeks are like oh my gosh it feels like 4 <laughs> hours. <laughs> well, is there a significance between the 15 20 minute mark is is it going to make that I much advantage? So. No, seriously, if you even did it for 5 minutes you're 5 okay. minutes better off for doing it. And I mean it's a good you know, it's a good, we don't use our faces muscles as much as we maybe ought to or have in, in the past. So it's also just good. It's a good little workout. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. But fantastic. I'm blown away by seeing people do it for a month and like their teeth are glowing. Yeah. That's, and then of course it, it pulls out the toxins in your gums and teeth. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like ancient Ayurvedic practice and it's got some modern, uh, traction behind it because of the results. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What's next? On um, the steps, so we're doing the swishing and stuff. And then, and then just like, then you got to, is there any part in your gums that need extra care? So that part, if you need it, maybe then you're using the syringe to flush out the gum pockets or, you know, massaging a little bit of the dental serum on the gums above, but maybe a tooth that's got a receding gum or, you know what I mean? Just sort of that other last step. And I think that's it. Okay. So how do we bridge the gap here between those that go and get, I would call them toxic ingredient filled conventional type of pharmacy <laughs> products. <laughs> How do we bridge the gap between those people and like, Hey, look, there's a better option. You should be doing this. Just information. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it, I think is information. What we also didn't know, like, you know, sort of before the two thousands, we were just ap approaching 
uh, germs with like a scorched earth policy had no clue about a microbiome that might be involved. It was very cellular and genomic. And now to the cell, cell and genomic mix, we've got to add in the microbiome, which is an equal probably amount to cells. So we probably have like billions of cells. We have billions of bacteria. They're all key to our being alive. And we need to know that the microbiome in the mouth is so susceptible to the ingredients that like sodium lauryl sulfate um, or mercury fillings um, or other procedures like a tray of fluoride. All of that is going to mutate the microbial species in the mouth, which are there to actually keep our oral microbiome in balance. And so when we mess with the homeostasis of this oasis of our mouth, other things kind of get in balance. For example, every person has uh, strep, the bacteria strep in their mouths, and it's a cavity-causing bacteria. But not everybody's getting cavities from the strep. So sort of what researchers are positing now is they realize that the strep in some people is missing its ancestral bacterial buddies that kind of keep the strep in place. So it's the same sort of story that we have right now with topsoil and, you know, just soil in general. It's like we're missing the diversity that is keeping the system optimal. Mm, very nice. I'd love to keep asking you questions, but we are running short on time. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to go over? Um, I think just like letting people know, you know, the mouse, it's an area that, you know, maybe we kind of, obviously we use a lot, but we kind of like are a little bit worried or concerned about what might be going on in there. Um, or like not wanting to go to the dentist, but I just want everybody to know that like your teeth are alive. The mouth's obviously connected to the rest of the body and whatever state your mouth or teeth or gums or saliva is in right now, it can evolve. And, uh, you know, gum pockets can revive, saliva can get more mineralized and, you know, teeth can heal. You know what? I want to ask you one quick question. I'll let you mm -hmm. go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of anything? This could be completely off the wall, but have you heard of anything regarding um, mouth guards to help with sleep, maybe on a cellular level even, but also to help with grinding and clenching? It is it is key to get the grinding and clenching down. That's another cause of receding gums just from the sheer force of the pressure. Um, and so, you know, although you, I, I feel like this day and age, you don't have to get the fancy thing from a dentist per se. There are uh, night guards that um, are easily available online and that are like a molded silicone. So you can kind of get it home and mold it in your mouth. It's similar to the ones used in hockey and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's key. But again, what's the underlying issue? I mean, there could be a jaw cavitation, different stress, different minerals needed. Um, you know, maybe you need meditation or like binaural beats to help your jaw relax. Maybe there's some myofascial restructuring that needs to happen, you know, because any, uh, just even one visit to the dentist can really throw off like one tooth, one cavity, one extraction can throw off the whole uh, vestibular, I mean, sorry, the occipital, occipital ridge, the jaw, you know, the back of the neck. So just know that like, go, we got to go deeper. So sure, get the mouth guard. That's going to help right now. But what's the cause? What's mm. the root cause? Yes, I love that. Okay, Nadine, is there any, sorry, not, is there a place where you can send us for our listeners that might want to learn more or maybe they want to purchase some of your products? For sure. Um, livinglibations.com uh, has our whole world of beautiful products. And you can also find other interviews and articles on there. 
And also my, my books are available on our website and wherever books are sold. And they're also now audible books. They're available on audible. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read the yourself? No, actually I didn't. And they're, <laughs> the Renegade Beauty is super long. It's like 400 pages. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So I also felt like uh, I don't, you know, and I, I am running a whole little universe here. So I was like, I, I don't think there, I don't think I have the voice to kind of carry that through like <laughs> nine days of reading. Let someone else know? do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Nadine, thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was absolutely lovely. Uh, we haven't actually been 10 years here and I don't know if we've ever had anyone talk specifically about oral health or um, these topics in particular. So thank you so much for shining some light on this subject for us. Oh, it was my pleasure. And it's so nice to meet you today. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. You can always find us on facebook.com slash trueformlife. We post up there a couple times a day on our story. We're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle, whether that be nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. We also have free challenges that we do at least once a month. So if you follow us along there, you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge, Tabata challenge, whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.